Welcome to the Wellness is One podcast. I'm your host, Megan Safrik Nishibori. This is a place where we explore different aspects of wellness in the physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental spheres with other leaders and practitioners in the broad landscape of well-being. This is also a way to bridge and connect people as well as find more ways to support our wellness toolkits individually and as a community. So today we get to hear from Elsie Ritzenheim, who is an author, speaker, and respected pioneer in leadership consulting. She supports the exploration of possibility and creativity to open up holistic solutions that benefit leaders and their organizations. Elsie and her team consult, coach, and mentor clients in their organizations to perform at their best through her leadership creativity skills. In a world where we are finding ourselves with increasingly complicated issues affecting our wellness, industries and higher education institutions are finding that the creative process is instrumental to solving these multi-tiered problems. There is an even greater need to, to nurture the creativity and possibility in us all to address current and future complexities. So welcome, Elsie. We're so glad to have you. Oh, thank you, Megan. It's good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yes, of course. So I was hoping uh, that you could say a little bit more about how you see this interplay between creativity and possibility impacting, uh, impacting the wellness of a person and or their organization's potential. Well, when I think about um, the interplay between creativity and possibility and, and wellness, um, uh, the, the, what, what I would th- consider a description of wellness, and I'm, I'm not so sure if it fits exactly with that of your, re- of your listeners, um, but I think I, I'm looking at it as a, a, a physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being. It's mm-hmm. a state of well-being that we're in. Um, it means that when we're, when we're really feeling a sense of wellness, we have a, a meaning and a purpose in life. And, and in our actions that allows us to, uh, to be open and to be receptive and to, be, um, to, to have a better understanding of who we are and what, what it is that we wish to um, really to create in our lives and um, how we want to be, mm-hmm. you know, what we want to be. And so um, it's, a, it's a really dynamic state. Of, of well-being if, if we if can move toward in that direction. Now in, the, in the Awakening Your Creative Voice book, I, I say that creativity, and I say this early in the book, is who, is who you are, um, inside, outside, and all around the town. Um, because all of us are born as creative beings. That's really what I believe, that we come into this, this state of being, and our essence is creativity. And what happens along the way is that we learn to not be creative uh, based on the culture that we live in, the schooling that we have, the, um, you know, the ways that uh, we learn to be, let's see, we learn to be what we think we're supposed to be. Um, and I'm reflecting on my life, you know, as, as a, 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 a creative being where I saw creativity a lot all around me, but as a musician um, early on, it was all about the performance and it was about being, doing it perfectly. And it was about um, presenting uh, a piece of music that was uh, 
was performed just as it should be. Um, and so I, that was the way I worked through my entire life. Creativity and possibility really provide a balance. Um, and I don't think that I thought about that much until I was much older. I think, you know, as, as I became older, what I learned in my life was that I had more options than I thought I did when I was younger. And um, uh, being a musician, I didn't talk about this before, right? Mm -hmm. A musician uh, when I was very young and I was a fairly accomplished one meant that I spent most of my life learning how to perform. And there, when you learn how to perform, there's a preciseness and there's a, f a focus on doing everything right. And there's a focus on, on um, making sure that you get all the notes exactly the way they're supposed to be. And that became sort of a model for how I lived my life. And when I was in school back in the, in the day, um, that was, you know, I was a pretty good type A uh, kind of person. Um, what's happened, I think, in the world these days is that we've pushed ourselves to that, that uh, competitive point to get into college and to do the work that we think we need to do economically. And I could go on with the list to the point mm -hmm. where we forget sometimes um, how uh, the world is really organized. So wellness, I'm learning uh, it, it, this state of being, of being able to be uh, physically and mentally and socially and spiritually well means that I can allow myself to stand in a possibility space and I can look around and say, what is it uh, that I want? What is it that I'm seeing in my life and in the workplace? What is it that I want to impact differently and begin to ask different questions? So to me, creativity and possibility provide balance. Mm -hmm. They're both a balance. And uh, if we are creative beings, which I believe we are, that's a more natural state for us to be in than the one that we're, we're battling most of the time. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't, with the balance, that's the seesaw. So there are two sides of the seesaw. Mm -hmm. There's a side for action and for you know, the masculine perspective of being able to, to take things into the world and move things into the world and the, positive, the, the, the feminine side that has more, uh, it's the mind and heart is really what it is, the masculine mm -hmm. feminine. This magic spot is standing in the middle. And that wellness resides, I think. Standing in the yeah. middle uh, and balancing um, those, those sides of us that are both meaningful and powerful so that we can move forward in a way that we, we maybe didn't feel that we could before. So yeah, that, so what I'm kind of hearing is yeah. that there's two things. One is that you are pointing to being in the process rather yes. than focus just on the outcome. Yes. Yes. And the out because the outcome, yeah, that's a good way. That's an excellent way of mentioning um, this. The ex the outcome isn't always predictable. Mm -hmm. It's like doing a prototype. You know, we, yeah. when, when we develop a prototype uh, in, in the auto industry or we develop a prototype of some new, uh, new, something new that we've created, um, we take a look at that, we try it out, we find out what's working and what's not working, and um, then we often have to go back and, and uh, tweak it or start again. Um, you don't always know what the outcome is going to be, and you can't predict that. We, we've learned that we always know what the outcome can be, but that's not true. I don't believe that's cool. true. Yes, I, I hear you on that. I agree. I mean, there's certain things that we can, uh, you know, um, 
specifics like two plus two is four. But then, oh, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. were saying, you know, to to spread that um, or to to assume that that means that we can know for everything is is incorrect, and also doesn't allow for that space to actually see what is possible. And what yeah. I'm, I'm I'm hearing from you too is that um, when you get to practice. Uh, being comfortable balancing and being in the middle of that seesaw of creativity and possibility. Mm-hmm. Then there's, there's the uh, um, ability to stay in that place of, of, of uh, a fully well, like the, the, the full potential of a human being and, and that well-being, right? right? Because you're able to um, connect to all those different aspects right. of well-being. And so maybe right. you could actually say a little bit about, because, you, you know, you mentioned in your book, the, um, the book you were talking about, Awakening Your Creative Voice. How would you say that building that muscle um, prepares us for those, for the, the, you know, that creating that balance on the seesaw that you were just talking about and, the, and then being ready for different obstacles that might come through um, in our personal and professional lives? Well, the muscle is, a, is the reason that I chose that term is that it's a, a use it or lose it kind of a thing. Mm. Uh, you know, we either we either at some point or another dis- dis- decide that we're going to well, that we want to be, uh, you know, a creative to pay attention to our creative being because everybody has it that we're, we're willing to go to, to go to that point that we're going to be courageous, that we're going to try, you know, to look at things differently, that we're going to be open to new ideas. Um, and when we do that, um, we begin to focus or, and this is from the book, a quote from the book, we commit to allowing our power to influence change. Mm-hmm. So going, going onto the playground, which is the model of the creativity muscle that I describe in the book. Um, first of all, I would, I would uh, point out that the, the developing our play muscle is probably one of the best ways to begin. And it's hard to do if we're if we're in a situation where we um, are used to where well we're so overwhelmed most of us overwhelmed daily by the things that we that we that are on our agendas and we're also overwhelmed by social media we're overwhelmed by the amount of information that's coming in I think all of us that are are looking at wellness know or are beginning to know that that's that is an issue you know, in our lives. Yep. So being able to allow our, imagin- our imagination to emerge. Um, and what I, what I think about with the creativity muscle is being able to play enough with it that we, even if it's one thing that we do a day, even if we just go uh, say today, I'm going to, I'm going to um, think about where my intuition fits in, in, you know, in my decision-making and in my life. And, and businesses are, are beginning to, I, if I suggest to people all the time that I, re, I, I subscribe to Harvard Business Review, even though I'm a lifelong educator, it's not something that typically I would, people like me would, you know, would read. But I'm reading it because I want to know what they're doing in business in a world that is impacting education to the point where we've become such a business model that we, we rarely look at the kinds of things that you and I are talking about mm-hmm. today and impacting the health and wellness of not only the students in the system, but also the teachers by not looking at that. Yeah. So, so if I were going to go to the playground to, and say today, I'm going 
to take a walk or I'm going to go sit on the bench at the playground and I'm just going to allow myself to listen to what I feel is important today or what I feel is important to my, in my life. And maybe I'll only take 10 minutes to do that. Or maybe I'll only take 10 minutes to be mindful of um, allowing my, my breath to focusing on my breath and allowing myself to be open to possibility. Um, maybe I'll be a little bit more aware that I'm, I'm um, improvising, that I'm making decisions in the moment um, that I, I never really realized I was doing before. And playing with those, those uh, 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 parts of the playground, those parts of creativity to the point where we really reboot, we almost reboot the creativity that we were born with. So developing the muscles, not unlike in some ways, not unlike going to the gym, mm -hmm. you know, there are different, you wouldn't work with everything all at the same time. But um, when you work with a trainer, they start with one part of the body. And I would say the same thing with the creativity muscle, start with one part of the playground mm -hmm. and then allow the rest to develop. It begins with us. It's inside out. So it always begins with us inside. It's always the brain and the heart. And, and not to be afraid of it, not afraid of uh, our innate creativity. It takes time to overcome some of that resistance. Mm -hmm. Just like I, you know, I'm pretty resistant to, to certain kinds of exercise. <laughs> and I mean, at 75, I don't exercise quite the same way as I did when I danced, mm -hmm. you know, when I was that you're 75 it's gonna it's a little bit different than the way you were exercising right. before as a dancer um, I was realizing you're actually looking at some of these small tips so what I was thinking about would be it might be really helpful you know to give um, to give an example of somebody you've worked with where you got to see um, them move through something that was uh, you know or an organization that moved through something that was they initially had some resistance to work work you know didn't know how to do it and then because of doing using their creativity muscle during the work with you they were able to move and you know overcome something because I don't think I, I had anything about that do you would you, do you, yeah, can you think of something I, I think the best example of that and I'll try to do this fairly quickly is okay. uh, for uh, 11 years I was the director of a math science center up in Armada Michigan um, it's a magnet school. It was a magnet school. Um, the quick description of that was that I was brought in to do some things differently there. We, in, we did math, science, technology, but we also worked with the arts. And I didn't have an art program, but I um, wrote grants to bring in graphic artists that work with our, our students there to, to, to bring in sort of creative thinking. Um, okay. to, to the work that they were doing. So they would produce on the computer uh, visuals that were the essence of a cell or mm. they would work with biological ideas. Now that was part of the instruction. The work with the staff, because there were only six staff there, we had a small group. We had small group dialogue all the time. Yeah. And what we would do is step back and we would say, we're in a system where the traditional, the traditional system surrounded everything that we did. We were doing things differently. How did that feel? We would ask that question. How did mm -hmm. that feel? We, we tried to pay real attention to what we were doing. We created a research program where our kids started working with research when they were freshmen in high school. And many of them, and they presented every year their findings. We, research was part of our curriculum every year. And they, they, a lot of our kids went directly from the, the academy to research programs at the colleges and universities, which was really a fascinating thing to watch mm -hmm. because they 
well prepared. The other thing was that they went into colleges and universities with a sense of exploration especially when they were asked to do research that many other students didn't have and their university professors noticed that. There were also students that took a gap year. There were students that um, looked at their lives a little bit differently and even their personal lives a little bit differently based on what. And I, I recently just had a, a, a conversation with a, a parent whose two, two children went through and both of her kids I'm still on Facebook mm -hmm. with. They graduated years ago and she was crying and she said, I, we, I have never seen my students ever experience anything like they got there. And I think, I think the thing that we did was to create, and we do this in our personal lives too. It's not just in a school. We created an environment. We created the container for, for possibility and for creative thinking to happen. We were constantly double checking what we were doing. We were talking about ways that we could do things differently. Um, we were really aware and paid attention. That's where I would start and look and look and look again at what's happening there. Um, we were imaginative. Mm -hmm. um, we were looking at the good things that we did. And so much so that more than once we would have visitors come to the academy and they would stand at the door before they left. And this is a, a huge testimonial that I loved. And they would say, I don't want mm -hmm. to leave. Yeah. Because it feels so good here. Well, that really points to that yeah. place that you were, uh, we've been talking about, about, about well-being, <laughs> of being in yes. that balance. Yes. And what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, whether you were looking at, you know, whether you were uh, working with this, with this school or you're working with, um, uh, other organizations or working with individuals yes. that you are really yes. focused and the people that you're working with, you have them focus on the individual and their, the community they're in and that you're exactly. right. And that there's, there isn't a, um, a separation between the two. What I'm seeing is that there isn't like I was saying, there isn't really, um, a, a separation between creativity and possibility. The no. importance is to really uh, create the container, as you were saying, create the yeah. space, and then yeah. engage and continue to check in on that on that seesaw to see where are we, you know, um, in in the balance, and uh, where are you, and where are we as a group, and um, and to be there, and from right. there, everything is is available. Um, because as you say, you know, that's something that's already inherent in everybody. We just get. Uh, we just get we get conditioned to believe it's not, and you're helping uh, unlearn the not and get right. into what is. Exactly. Um, and I mean, what a beautiful um, description of what's of what's possible. So, and that's those are things that you're doing right now that people can um, access uh, in working with you and yeah. reading your books, et cetera. Correct. Yeah. 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 And I think I think the, the big question and, you know, as we as we as we uh, move to the end of the podcast, the mm -hmm. big question really is what matters to be yeah. for wellness or for creativity or possibility. What matters? We don't ask mm -hmm. ourselves in the book. I talk about awareness and creativity and creative leadership matters and I, a lot about creative leadership. Because I mm -hmm. think more people who are willing to move into the world, whether it's at personal levels or, or organizational levels, whatever, that are willing to model that creativity. It takes a lot of courage, Megan, a lot yeah. of courage. It's courage work. 
Yes. It really is, but it's not, but it, but that I've, I know I've learned that just in the last couple of years uh, from retreats and stuff that I've gone to the courage work is well worth it. It's well worth it. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, as you're pointing to it, it's your actual, it's authenticity. It's getting to be, you know, completely connected all the time. And once you move through that resistance and fear, it's what's on the other side, you know, but it does, it takes a lot of courage to be able to be willing to move through it. And what's fantastic is that, you know, people who are interested in doing that don't have to do it alone. And um, yeah. in particular, they could do it with you. <laughs> right. So, right. so how do how do people find you? Well, they can go on my website. It's um, lcritzenhine.com, www.lcritzenhine.com. Um, if they want to email me, they can email me at um, elsie at lcritzenhine.com. They can also email me at elsieritz, E-L-S-I-E-R-I-T-Z-07 at comcast.net okay i think you're on um, youtube too correct I, oh right and i am on youtube and on the lcritzenhine.com my son is my videographer and he's just put the the link to the first four youtube videos for creativity insights on the on the website so that's on the pa- the first page of the website so people can link into those and i think we have a couple more still to go up yet so great um, so that's those are possibilities. I want to, with a smile, suggest that when uh, folks check out the website, that that they ignore the dates on the blogs. <laughs> I I haven't been writing much uh, lately. I'm getting back to that, but I'm yeah. in the process of creating a whole new endeavor. And so the blogs are still good, but they I haven't put any new ones on lately. So I, I just need to you know, get in that possibility space yes. and do a little bit more of that. Well, and you know you, that you've been in the possibility, you know, area in other realms. And so yeah, you're just exactly. bringing that, you know, uh, what you've been learning and seeing and, and doing in other places back mm-hmm. into those blogs and things like that. So <laughs> yeah, I think everybody exactly. understands. And so, oh, you know, thanks. as we, uh, yeah, um, as, as we're finishing, I, you know, what I was really hearing um, you say it, that you would like, you know, people to take away and reflect on as we finish is that, you know, what matters, what matters in uh, each person. Okay. And also the second thing very quickly is don't hesitate to ask questions Mm -hmm. because the questions open up the possibilities. I don't, I don't just react. That's what, that's a suggestion I would give to people. There's that whole thing about asking a question and when something comes, being able to say, yes, yes. And there might be this, that's that improvisational thing. What do I want to influence? Who do I want to be? And asking, you know, am I really looking for possibilities? Um, Do I really want challenges? Uh, What, what really matters? Because there, they'll be there. The possibilities mm-hmm. and the challenges will be there, but I'm, I'm learning still in my life that they're well, well worth it. It's, it makes a whole big difference in who I am and how I live my life every day. It and really what I'm is. hearing then is, is um, they're going to be there and that um, you're recognizing uh, as I think more and more people are too, that they're going to be there. It's how we want to be with them. Exactly. uh, That is, you know, the key. And And um, that's the wellness. The the key that I've learned for myself is Mm -hmm. um, pay attention. 
When, mm. when something comes, I had an experience just recently with that. When something comes, pay attention. And um, it's coming from the universe. It's coming from your intuition. It's coming from something that you've done recently. Ability space. It emerges, you know, and then you can create from that and design and plan and take the risks. You can play with that on the merry-go-round that I have in the book all over the place. Mm-hmm. So that's beautiful. Pay attention. And yes, so pay attention to what matters. Pay attention Perfect. to the intuition. Pay attention yeah. to what's emerging. And then there, from there, there's so much available. And people can find your book also on, on your um, website. And it's on, on the website, website or they can go to Amazon. There are two right. there. There's the Awakening Your Creative Voice, the, the Generative Leadership book. Um, is about education. If we have educators that are listening, they're welcome mm-hmm. to check that one out too. So great, they both work hand in you know hand in hand. So yes, wonderful. Well, thank you, Elsie. Thank so you, appreciate Megan. it. It's wonderful to talk with you today. We and it was wonderful. This is sort of like a jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yes. But it was yes. great. I appreciate, I appreciate your interest in my work, and thanks so much oh, for. Yeah. It. Absolutely. All right. Take care. Thank Thank you. you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.